Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. God bless you, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. Thank you so much for staying with us, for worshiping through the technical difficulties. We believe that we have things under control at this point. If it goes out again, y'all just stay with us. I appreciate you so much for staying in virtual worship. Let me take just a couple of minutes while we are paused uh, and then Miss Valerie and the team will come back uh, for the main selection before we go into our lesson today. Um, would you keep in your prayers, Brother Ulysses Grant, he is uh, scheduled to have surgery. Um, he, he was scheduled this past week but, uh, but it was postponed. Keep him in your prayers, and Miss Connie as well. Uh, also, Miss um, Jody's nephew, Jody Garn's nephew, Matthew, he is in ICU with COVID, and, uh, and certainly we want to keep him in our prayers. We know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Brother Percy Norfleet, we want to keep him in our prayers as well. Uh, also, the Faison family, Brother Johnny Faison's sister, Miss Frances Smith, uh, she passed this week. Would you also keep them in your prayers? I also got word this morning um, that a close friend of the Donald family passed. Uh, would you keep them in your prayers as well? God is able to do anything. There is nothing that is too hard for him. Nothing that is too hard for our God. If you see Jalen Johnson, uh, that six foot four eighth grader uh, who belongs to the Deacon Reggie and Christy Johnson clan, um, congratulate him absolutely. He had all A's on his third quarter report card and, uh, and has a, G, a GPA of 3.95. Uh, certainly congratulate him if you see him or drop him a line. Also, Zaire Mills, who's a seventh grader at uh, Decca Middle, um, uh, the daughter of Corey and Marquita Mills. She got all A's this third quarter and has a 3.82 GPA. And listen, uh, those things are not easy to achieve when you're at home trying to uh, work out and navigate schooling uh, instead of being in the classroom. Certainly, we celebrate our young people for doing a marvelous job. Well, the time we have, uh, we are coming together next week for service. Uh, we thank God for keeping us over this past year. You could not have told us that we would ever be out of the sanctuary, out of uh, each other's presence and company for, uh, for a year. What I thought was going to be a couple of weeks, what I was praying was a couple of weeks, ended up being an entire year. But we are grateful 
that uh, next week we'll get to come together if the Lord says the same. Uh, I am, I am uh, sorry that we have to do it in the way that we do, but it is the safest way and the wisest way. There will only be 150 people uh, permitted in the sanctuary, and you will have to register and let us know that you're coming so that when we get to that 150 mark, uh, we'll be able to cut it off and everybody will be able to maintain a safe social distance in the sanctuary. Please listen to my instructions. Registration will begin tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock a.m., registration will begin and you can register in one of several ways. Uh, first of all, you can go to the church's website at www.mountcalvarychurch.life. That's M-T-C-A-L-V-A-R-Y church.life, L-I-F-E. Uh, you can also get the link from the church's Facebook page on which most of you are watching right now. If you don't have access to that, you can just call the church, 937-268-6737 and speak to one of our helpful receptionists and they will help you, they will get you registered, they'll walk you through the process and everything will be good. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock a.m., tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock a.m. If you go to the website, uh, you go under upcoming events tomorrow at 10, not before. Uh, it won't be there before. Go under upcoming events. You will see a registration button. Uh, if you are on your mobile phone uh, or the mobile app and you go to it, uh, let's see, you can look under the church service button and there will be a registration link you can push. Anything happens, call the church. Call the church. We'll help walk you through it. Uh, we don't expect it to be 100% smooth the first go-round. We will learn from our mistakes, and we will keep it pushing, all right? Uh, but if all else fails, call the church, 937-268-6737. There will be no walk-ups. You have to have registered to be a part of that 150 number next Sunday morning. All right. Masks will be required, period. Masks will be required, period, without exception. Uh, if you are someone who has a medical condition where you can't wear a mask, it's probably not time for you to come back just yet. We want to make sure that everybody is uh, safe and secure. Once you arrive on campus, please remain in your car. You will get a text when it is your group's time to come into the sanctuary and you'll be ushered in and, uh, and screened and seated and, uh, and, we will, and we will worship God together, but we will do it safely and cautiously. I have said before and I'll say it again, the weight of leadership in this process is great. And I would that you would keep all of the leadership of this church, uh, keep your pastor, keep the deacons, uh, all of the, the ministries behind the scenes, the pandemic response team uh, that has been working 
diligently to make sure that we're all safe when we get here. Keep all of us in your prayers. We need the Lord's wisdom. We need the Lord's guidance. What we're not doing is taking your life for granted or, or, um, or looking at it small. We're looking at big picture and prayerfully over the next few weeks we'll be, able, we'll be able to increase numbers as more people are vaccinated. Go get your vaccine. And, um, and as the COVID numbers continue to drop. Again, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, register online or call 937-268-6737. All right, God bless you. Turn to Luke 19. That's where we're going to be today. What am I missing? Yep, just go right in. I can do that. All right. Uh, Luke chapter 19 is where we're going today. Luke chapter 19 is where we're headed today. Again, y'all forgive us uh, for the, the technical difficulties. These things happen when you're working with this, this much technology. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. We thank Miss Val and uh, and the Ensemble B and uh, and the musicians and and Mountain Media who uh, who work and work and <laughs> work to make this happen. We're grateful and we appreciate them all. Luke chapter 19. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, starting at verse 28. Luke 19, starting at verse 28. Now, there's some construction here going on in the sanctuary, so I can't see if it's on your screen or not, but I trust that it is. If it isn't, you can just grab your Bible. Uh, all right? Verse 28, here's what it says. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage, and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. 
verses 28 through 40 of Luke chapter 19. In the Christian calendar, we call this day Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Resurrection Sunday, that day that we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem the week leading up to his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and certainly his resurrection from the dead. This is the day we celebrate this procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, which had been foretold by the prophets of old. Zechariah had prophesied it. See, your king comes to you, he said, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The psalmist told of it in Psalm 118 when he wrote, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. David wrote about it in Psalm 24. You've heard it already this morning. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? You know the psalm. And if you've been with me any length of time, you already know that my favorite telling of this story, I love the way that Luke's gospel tells this story. Dr. Luke paints an image of what happens when certain people get a glimpse into the majesty of King Jesus. Look at what happens when Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem on this donkey. And in this year or so that we have been physically distanced from each other, in this year of relearning what church is, even relearning worship, this passage of scripture is so appropriate because there is in this passage a spontaneous, uninhibited praise that we need to take note of. It really uh, brings together, to, to be very honest, I believe it brings together what we've been studying over the last couple of years. Many of you will remember that in 2019, we were focused on organic worship, worship that is natural, worship that starts from the inside out rather from the outside in, worship that is not just a learned pattern of behavior, but is a natural outgrowth. I don't, a worship that says, I don't need anything to pump me to worship God. The old saints used to say it like this, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. In other words, it's just a natural reaction, an involuntary response to the goodness of who God is. And then in 2020, we started looking at what it means to be the church and only three months into the study in March of 2020 we got an object lesson that in, that the church is in us not constructed with brick and mortar it is really this this story is really the culmination of those two truths that we see here in the text because something happened as they saw Jesus approaching let me talk about that something for just a little while. Let me preach from this subject. I want to preach from the subject this morning. Out of the box worship. Out of the box 
worship. Here's, here's what's going on. Jesus comes to Bethphage and tells his disciples to go ahead of him that they will find a donkey and a colt tied and they are to bring the animals to him. And if anybody asks him why they are taking their animals, they should tell them the Lord needs them. And they go and they do as Jesus has commanded. And Jesus rides on into Jerusalem. And as he rides in, he is met by crowds of people. There is a throng of people who are excited to see him coming because they believe that he is the one who is coming to rescue them from Roman rule. And as Jesus was riding, they take their cloaks off and throw them down on the road and they throw their coats at Jesus' feet. And I've told you before when we've looked at this passage that this passage, this passage suggests that if you want to welcome Jesus into your situation, if you're desperate for Jesus to make himself known, you want him to come on in, you might need to take off what you're hiding under. Hiding behind stuff to cover up our own inadequacies. We hide behind degrees. We hide behind hardness. Some of us hide behind friends. We hide behind money and stuff. Some of us hide behind relationships and sex. We hide behind weed. We hide behind positions. Some of us hide behind food. We hide behind religion. We'll hide behind churchiness. But you might just need to remove the cover-up if you want to see Jesus come in. Anyway, they removed their, their cloaks. They threw them on the ground. But then Luke says something else that the crowd does. Verse 37 says, When he was near they began to do something else. As they, saw he, as they saw him getting closer and closer, something happened. As the Lord came riding, as he was now drawing near, started to descend the Mount of Olives. When he reached the place that the road heads down the mountain, something erupts. A praise breaks out of nowhere. Worship wells up in the hearts of these people from the inside out. Um, let me see if I can help us to get it. There's no church building, but there's praise. There's no temple right there, but there's worship. There's no music, but somebody starts magnifying him. There's no sanctuary, but there is singing. There's no pulpit, no stained glass, no beat of the drum, no fancy clothes, no big screen, no sound system, no robes, but there is real worship. And I don't like, I, listen, I, I don't like us not being together. I don't like it any more than anyone else does. As a matter of fact, I probably don't like it more than most people but I gotta tell you something is wrong 
when people can say that they haven't been able to worship because we haven't been in a building. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing like worship in the building. There's nothing like worship together with the saints with hands upraised and hearts uplifted and instruments playing and choirs singing and oneness in worship. There is nothing like it. But let me tell you this, saint. Let me get pastoral for just a minute. If he's only worthy in the building, if the only time I can worship is in the building, then I really can't quote the psalmist when he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Saints, it's time for us to take our praise out of the box. We know we can give it to him in the box. We know we love to worship within the walls. But in this day and time, in this current situation, we have to take our praise out of the box. Let's look at this picture and see what's there. There are three elements that we'll lift from the text today as we talk about out of the box praise, out of the box worship. First of all, notice the remnant that's praising him. The Bible says the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. But many of us, we gloss right over the fact uh, that, 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 that everybody in this text is not participating in this praise party. According to the wording of the text, everybody did not begin to praise God. Everybody did not open their mouth. No, there was a subset of people gathered there. There was a remnant. The Bible says the whole multitude get this prepositional phrase of the disciples some of the th there was a remnant there were some of the people who saw him coming and began to praise him but the good news is some of the people was all it took to get this praise up and going the bible says the whole multitude of the disciples it wasn't everybody it was just his followers that that word disciples in the original text means his students his pupils the learners it was the ones who availed himself themselves to his teaching the ones who had learned something about him and his kingdom <laughs> I don't want to offend nobody, but I've got to tell you, there is no such thing as an ignorant out-of-the-box praise. If there's going to be out-of-the-box praise, it's got to be from people who have learned something about our great God. Maybe just perhaps one of the reasons we find it so difficult to break out of the box in praise is because we have not yet become disciples, students of his, learners of his word, his pupils studying the word of God is important. As we study the word of God, we come to understand the mind of God. And the more we look into who he is, the more we become like what we see. We are not called to be church members we are called to become disciples when Jesus left us the great commission he said go make disciples go make students of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost and you know what you do you teach them teach them to observe everything I've commanded you the Lord is looking for 
disciples. This is a hard, this is a hard saying. This, this is a tough word, but I, I've got to preach what I see. Well, Reverend, I'm a preacher. That's great. But are you a disciple? Reverend, I'm an usher, and my mama was an usher, and my mama's mama was an usher. Back to the green uniforms on 3rd Street. That's great. But are you a disciple? Reverend, I'm a choir member. Uh-huh, I hear you, but are you a disciple? Reverend, I'm a musician. Yes, you are, and you are very talented, but are you a disciple? The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God. I promise if we'll be students of his, then we can worship outside the box. If we'll study him, we'll discover that he's even more wonderful than we thought he was. If we will study him, we'll understand that he's more than amazing, more than marvelous, more than miraculous, right? If we study him, we might just find out that he's everything that we need him to be. And so whether we're in the building or not, we can still worship him because he's still God most high, the supreme judge, the ultimate ruler, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the highest of high, the greatest of greats, the holiest of holies. He's bigger than my problem. He's larger than my circumstance. He's faster than my enemies. He's wider than my fears. He's deeper than my depression. He's higher than my thoughts. He is God and he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I'm trying my best to, I'm trying my best to get on through this. The whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God. That's the remnant. Those are the ones who broke out in this impromptu praise. But not only do we see the remnant here, number two, let's look at their response. Luke says, as he got closer, as they could see him on the way into their situation, as they began to make out who he was, that's a whole sermon by itself, they responded to what they saw. They began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. The King James Version of the Holy Bible says they just began to rejoice. They just started to shout for joy. There was, there was no director who waved his or her arms. There was no preacher saying, let us stand. There was no praise leader saying, y'all better praise him. There was no musical cue from the musicians. There was no countdown on the screen. There was no call to worship. Apparently, everybody wasn't waiting on everybody else. They studied him, they saw him, and they went for it. They rejoiced. That is, they shouted for joy. They praised. The Greek word there for praise uh, is aineo. It means to sing praises or to extol, to praise highly, to speak well of, to eulogize. And they did it, I'm sorry, they did it with a loud voice. Y'all forgive me, quiet people. I can only report what's written. 
And believe me, I understand the culture of refinement that exists in the American church. That's the European influence on us. Because I, I guarantee if you set foot in any church, any worship experience on the continent of Africa, unless there has been some European influence, you will hear it long before you see it. That's what we do. We make noise. And I don't care how reserved we are as individuals, how refined we are in our worship. It just looks to me like every now and then, people who are disciples of his, those who have sat at his feet, who are followers of Jesus Christ, ought to be able to make some kind of noise for him. Don't get mad at me. Blame David. I didn't write it. I just reported. He's the one who wrote make. I need some help musicians make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye, all ye land serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord he is God it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture so enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Don't roll your eyes at the screen. Roll them at the psalmist. He's the one who wrote, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the psalmist. He's the one who wrote, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. He's the one who wrote, sing aloud unto God, our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. He's the one who wrote, come let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. He's the one who wrote, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I'm going to leave that right there but they praised him and they did it with a loud voice as a matter of fact you ever been praising God and it looked like what you have just isn't enough your, your hands just aren't enough your, your feet just aren't enough your mouth just isn't enough your, your head just isn't enough your legs they're just not enough and these people find themselves in that I'm not ready I'm not ready these people find themselves in that very situation they can't even find enough stuff to praise him with so John said they just reached up and start grabbing branches off of trees and went out with the tree branches and cried Hosanna all right So we've seen the remnant, we've seen the remnant, 
the ones who broke out in this spontaneous, outrageous, radical, out-of-the-box praise. And we've seen their response to seeing Jesus. But the gospel writer also clues us in on the reason why they did it, and I'm done. First of all, they praise him with a loud voice, the Bible says, for all the mighty works that they had seen. I don't know who all is in this crowd. Maybe there's some who, who had the best wine that they'd ever tasted at the wedding at Cana. Maybe some of the people in here are friends of one of the lepers that Jesus healed. Maybe it's some of the family of the man with the withered hand. Maybe somebody was there who had attended that funeral procession, the procession that Jesus interrupted and brought the boy back to life. Maybe somebody was in that crowd that, that, that saw the woman with the issue of blood pushed through to touch the hem of his garment. Maybe there was somebody in that crowd who used to walk by the cemetery where the naked man with the demon used to live that Jesus had delivered and now he was clothed and in his right mind. Maybe they saw the man who had been laid by the pool for all those years waiting on the water to be troubled. I don't know what all they had seen, but whatever they had seen already, whatever they had already lived through, whatever they had already experienced with Jesus, whatever miracle they had already seen him perform, it was enough for them to erupt into this spontaneous out-of-the-box praise. I don't, I really don't want to bother you, but I do want to tell you that whatever it is you're going through right now, whatever state you find yourself in right now, whatever the situation is in which you find yourself, you have to admit you've seen God do some there are some things you've experienced that you know it had to be God. Some doors that, that you know you couldn't open yourself. Some ways that God made in your lives. You've, you've seen him provide for you. You've seen him provide for your family when you couldn't make ends meet. Some stuff that you know is more than a lucky chance. As a matter of fact, the very fact that you are sitting where you are right now after some of the things that you have lived through is reason enough to give the Lord praise. They're praising God, first of all, for what they've seen. You see, John says in his gospel that there were many who were there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and there were some who just came to see Lazarus. There were some in the crowd who just wanted to see the miracle that they had heard about. God, listen, if you were in the sanctuary, I would tell you to turn and tell somebody, but since you're not, since you're at home, listen, take your camera and take a selfie and post it and then caption it and saying, if you want to see a miracle, here's one right here. Because you are a walking, living, moving, breathing testimony 
that God made a way when your back was against the wall and it looked like it was over he made a way he moved mountains he caused walls to fall by his power he performed miracles there's nothing impossible and you're standing here only because he made a way but wouldn't you know it wouldn't you know it where there's any good party where there's any good praise there's liable to be some party poopers some folk who just don't understand who just don't see it like that who really wish that you would sit down and shut up the Bible says that in the crowd in the multitude mixed in with the people there were some Pharisees some religious folks some people who sought after their own distinction by their outward display of their religiosity some people who were looking for the praise themselves based on how good they were. Some people who were always clean. Some people who were always fasting. Always praying out loud. Always giving so everybody could see it. They were real religious. But they didn't have a clue about worship. But the Bible says, they said, Master rebuke your disciples, get your disciples making all this noise teacher, quiet your students, Jesus get them together tell them that it doesn't take all that ah uh, but when you know who he is and you understand what you've seen and you remember what you've done something on the inside begins to work up on the outside when you start having flashbacks God's praise will start to seep out even if you try to keep it in and you can't help but to break out in a spontaneous out of the box praise let me close I've been too long already Jesus looked at the disciples and said pardon me he looked at the Pharisees and he said if these should hold their peace if these would shut their mouths if these will sit on their praise if these refuse to say a word if the ones who have seen me work won't praise me. If the ones who have a testimony won't praise me. If the ones who have seen my miracles won't talk about it. The very rocks would cry out in their place. God will be praised. God will get the glory. God will get the honor. The Bible says the very heavens declare the glory of God and the sky proclaims his handiwork. The sun shining is praise to God. The moon glowing is praise to God. The stars twinkling is praise to God 
it's all for his glory when i woke up this morning i heard the wind blowing it was for god's glory the rain falling it's for god's glory even the blanket of snow on the ground it's all for his glory all nature joins together in manifold witness to the glory of God. I've said it before, the dog barks to praise him, the cat meows to praise him, the cow moves to praise him, the birds sing to praise him, the lion roars to praise him, the hyena laughs, the gorilla grunts, the dolphin calls, the mouse squeaks to praise him, even the trees wave their hands to praise him we don't need rocks taking our place you've been through too much you've been through too much you've seen too much you've experienced too much not to worship him worship him Wherever you are, you can praise God right where you are. Praise Him for every mountain He's brought you over. Praise Him for every trial He's seen you through. Praise Him for every blessing. Shout hallelujah. Praise Him because he rode into Jerusalem to be hung up for our hang-ups. Praise him because he was led from judgment hall to judgment hall. Praise him because they whipped him, because they beat him. Praise him because they led him up Calvary's hill. Praise him because they nailed his hands and they nailing his feet praise him because they lifted him up a dying magnet for the world to see praise him because he died praise him because he died for your sins for my sins he died until the sun refused to shine he died until the moon dripped in blood. The veil of the temple was rent in two. Graves opened up and dead folk got up and showed themselves in town. He died until they took him down and placed him in Joseph's new tomb. But I heard the old folks say that right early on Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands praise him because you're saved stay right there go back to one that's right praise him because you're saved you're sanctified you're filled with the Holy Ghost and a mighty burning fire Praise Him because He's good. Pray, y'all don't hear me. You're not right where you are. 
with rollers in your head, with your nightgown on, in front of the stove. Those eggs aren't gonna burn. Praise him. Praise him because he won the victory and he gave us the same victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And since he gave me the victory, I don't mind giving him the praise. Since I've got the victory, I don't mind giving him the praise. Since I've got the victory, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind giving him the praise since he gave me the victory. Victory over sin, victory over sickness, victory over disease, victory in my finances, victory in my mind, victory in my emotions, victory in my relationships, victory in my marriage, victory in my parenting, victory on my job, victory in my school, victory in this church, victory over corona he gave me victory so i give him the praise glory i don't have any palms just take something in your hand just take something in your hand and wave it to praise the lord because what I have just doesn't seem like enough to give him the praise he deserves. Hallelujah! Hosanna! Hosanna! Glory! He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy. You've seen too much. You've been through too much. You've come through too much. People wouldn't believe it if they read it. They wouldn't believe it if you tried to tell them some of the things you've been through, some of the doors he opened, some of the ways he's made, some of the pain he's healed, some of the wounds he's healed. They wouldn't believe it if you tried to tell them some of the sickness he's healed, some of the sins he's forgiven, some of the dirt he got off of you. They wouldn't believe it if you tried to tell them, I've been through too much. Not, not to worship him. I've been through too much. Not, not to worship him. I've, I've been through too much 
you for the word that you gave our pastor this morning. Pastor, we thank you for your obedience. Hallelujah. I got some good news for you. If you are listening today,
Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.